Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Hello everyone, this is AgriTalk Podcast. My name is Kelvin Yakundi and today we'll be talking about the role of agri-SMEs in growing Africa's economy and how to support the business environment from around us and even beyond. And to discuss this, we have Valentine Miheso, an agri-business partnerships and market systems expert from Agra and he's here to discuss with us more about this. Welcome. Thank you. All right. So when we speak about agri-SMEs, what do we mean? So agri-SMEs are basically enterprises or business that are in the agriculture sector. That's a simple definition. All right. Uh, thank you for that. So let us just move on and speak about the role of SMEs in Kenya, first of all. Yeah. So SMEs play a very critical role because they deliver services, they deliver solutions and technologies not only to farmers, but also along the value chain. The SMEs ensure that our farmers have the right seeds, the right fertilizers, the right chemicals, uh, but also farmers access knowledge and they're able to produce food. SMEs are also very important. They play a critical role in aggregating that produce, ensuring it's processed, and SMEs also play a role in ensuring that consumers access that food. All right. Even as we speak about these roles, of course, there are very many challenges that SMEs go through, especially let us look at Kenya. Mm. What are some of the challenges when you look at SMEs? Yeah. So SMEs uh, face a couple of challenges, but there are a few for me that are very critical. Number one, SMEs have a major challenge in accessing finance for growth. Uh majority of the financial institutions do not have financial solutions tailored for SMEs. But on the back of that particular challenge, also SMEs have a major challenge on how they can put in place business systems that ensure that they are a successful business. And that is one of the reasons that is cited by financial institutions that they cannot be able to access money. And the reason this second challenge is there is because SMEs are founder-managed and founder-run. So they don't have the necessary experts in financial management, in human resources, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. The third area that SMEs also face a challenge is how do they engage with farmers? How do they develop models of engaging farmers who are, who are very, very critical uh, you know, to them as a business? And then uh, there is also the area of you know policy. There are some policies, not all, there are some policies that are also not quite friendly to SMEs. And, you know, you'll find SMEs citing a few policies that are not uh, friendly to their business. Even as we speak about these challenges, let us just look at this finance challenge a little bit deeper yeah. and speak about an SME comes up. They don't have a way of continuing or sustaining the business for yeah. some time. Yeah. So what is the major problem? Because when you speak about SMEs, this has always been the problem. So the, la the, the, the lack of access to finance is actually a twin problem. Number one, your financial institutions, 
that do not have a very good understanding of the agriculture SMEs, and then they don't design programs that suit that particular class of SMEs. And then you have SMEs on the other side who, whose business processes and business management structures are not conducive to be able to access finance. And for me, finance has two levels, either debt or equity. Either way, you'll find that it's a twin problem. Now, it means we have to bring these two categories of partners together because they are partners, remember. So we need to work and support financial institutions to design and develop products that are uh, conducive to agriculture SMEs, not all SMEs. And then we also need to support agriculture SMEs to improve their business operations so that they can be able to meet the requirements of financiers, whether it's debt or equity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you speak about the financial institutions, <laughs> are there requirements that these institutions have mm-hmm. that maybe an SME gets a challenge of meeting? So see, for, for, for example, uh, a financial institution will want to look at your audited accounts. Mm-hmm. They'll want to look at uh, your, your cash flow projections. Mm-hmm. They'll want to look at uh, you know, uh, your previous performance. Many SMEs, don't, uh, they don't keep these records. An SME has product or solutions. They just count money in, money out. But they don't calculate to say, am I making profit or not? A financial institution is not just looking at how much money is flowing, but are you a profitable business so that when they give you money, there's a chance that you will pay them back. Because remember, you pay them back not only from revenue, but from, uh, you know, from your profitability. You actually pay them from both. Because otherwise, you will pay the money for some time and collapse your business. Okay? So, because SMEs don't keep these records, it becomes a major challenge. But they see, if, if you flip it on the side of, of, of financial institutions, because see, they're, they're in the business of lending. And what I've always you know, struggled with is a seat and the wait for people to walk in who are already okay. Mm. You know? They're not investing at all. Yeah, in business development to, because there's a captive market of SMEs. Whichever financial institution that will go out there to support these people, to structure themselves, to be profitable, will end up with a very large captive number of businesses that they'll be able to finance. So it's a bit of a chicken-egg issue, but I think also financial institutions need to look back into their business models and develop you know, systems where they support these SMEs, say, for three, four, five, six months, structure them, and then these people become a client after that. But the bank will have paid the cost, yeah, and then it will make money once this guy begins now to borrow. Let us talk about the credit access yeah. by SMEs. <clears throat> How is it in Kenya right now? <clears throat> the truth of the matter is the... SMEs generally are stifled from credit. But then agriculture SMEs are even in a worse position. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because today as a financial institution, if I lend money to government, it's a no-brainer. I make my money. It's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. 90 days, 120 days, I get my money back plus profit. Okay? Now, but when I lend to a business... Mm-hmm. But worse still, when I rent to an agriculture SMEs, I then have to calculate risk. I'm not so sure this guy will be, you know, will be operational three, four years you know, down the road. So I think the general financial market yeah, is disadvantageous to SMEs generally, but more disadvantageous 
to agri SMEs because all other sectors are easy for banks to lend them money and and make their money plus profit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as an agricultural SME, I have to then do a lot more. I have to uh, initially use my own revenue uh, to fund my growth or probably you know, friends and relatives to continue to give me money to fund my growth up to a point where a bank would like to you know, finance me, which it shouldn't be like that. Yeah? So we need to develop uh, either policies, na- number one, because the government needs to write a specific agriculture financing policy, which doesn't exist. But even then, financial institutions need to think beyond the easy money that they're making today and think of the official sustainability to say, look, how can I bring on board more agriculture SMEs to, uh, to be my clients? In Kenya, agriculture is one of the contributors to the GDP. Correct. And it has always been a contributor. Yeah. Why do we have a problem when it comes to an agri-SME? Mm. An SME that has centered itself yeah. in agriculture. Yeah. What is the issue? Yeah. I think the main challenge is that people do... do so we, we always get these numbers. Agriculture is 26, 30% of our GDP, mm. another 20, 30% indirect. Yes. But I don't think that number has actually settled properly in, 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 in people's minds. If you take in Kenya, for example, everyone can talk about Safaricom and Mpesa. But they forget that what Safaricom and Mpesa contribute to, to the GDP is not even half of what agriculture does. Mm. Okay? Mm. So it is that positioning of the sector. Of course, we all agree the agriculture sector is controlled by climate and all these things that we have no control over. But 60 to 70% of our population is in agriculture. Mm. So it, it, both governments and financial institutions need to do more. Because if they invest more in agriculture, our GDP will grow beyond what it is today. It will grow beyond. But because we're investing in so little, we've continued at, at that you know, trajectory. Two, three, we're very lucky if we do a 5% growth. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Let's move on now to the entrepreneur. Mm. Could it be that the raw materials supply, mm. the inconsistent supply of this, is the one that is causing uh, them not to thrive? Yeah. So obviously... Uh, Consistent supply of raw materials is a major challenge, not only to an SME, but even larger companies, you know, the larger processors and, and, mm-hmm. and, and manufacturers in agriculture. Mm-hmm. But it's because most of these companies have not understood that the farmer, the majority being the smallholder farmer, does not have the, the right knowledge base and support structures to produce consistently. So this year, fertilizer has doubled. So guess what's going to happen? We'll apply less fertilizer, which means the, quali- uh, the volume of how much maize, if I just take maize, for example, mm-hmm. that we're going to yield will be less. Mm. But even whatever we will yield will probably be of, of poor quality. The grain size will be smaller because guess what? The crop didn't get fertilizer. Yeah? Mm-hmm. But if as a business I depend on these farmers for their maize to supply my maize milling plant, is it in my interest to work with them, to contract them, to ensure they have the right inputs, they are farming in the right way, and assuring me of quality? Most agribusinesses only talk about this. They don't invest in it. I don't think 
they realize the upside of doing it. They don't realize that if they try that, their business will thrive more than it is today. Mm -hmm. So these SMEs need to engage farmers, need to support farmers to produce consistently the right quality and the right volumes that are required by markets. When it comes to the export market and we find the products that we have, yeah. the products that are left in the country yeah. are not the same as the ones which are exported. Correct. Let's speak about this. Yeah. What would be the main problem that comes when maybe it comes to us as locals mm. using products that we are used to yeah, yeah. and now we know uh, the better ones mm. those ones are going to be left <laughs> for the people in the US yeah exactly in the, in yeah. The, all those other yeah. countries yeah mm. see as, as 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 a consumer we have brought ourselves to that level mm -hmm. that I'm okay I'm okay with this bad quality you know, let the first grade go to Europe. But for me, as an African or as a Kenyan consumer, I'm okay to take, you know, yes. uh, you know a little ro you know, rotten tomatoes here that are not of consistent quality and so on. So, you see, as a, as, as a consumer, you must give yourself standards. The government can't do this for you. Mm. You need to decide, I love myself so much, yeah, that this is the standards I'm going to operate at. Yes. And put pressure on the system to legislate those qualities. Mm -hmm. Because even today, I'll give you an example. There are some standards and grades mm -hmm. yeah, across the food va va value chain. But co consumers then just don't buy it. you know. So I think a lot of it has to do with the African consumer or the Kenyan consumer that we've lowered our standards so much that anything goes. Mm -hmm. you, don't, you can't blame government for that. You blame yourself. Mm -hmm. Because if you uh, put your standards higher, the government would respond. But because you haven't, anything goes. Yeah, the Agra KPMG mm -hmm. uh, partnership report yeah. that came out. Um, the 2022 Africa uh, business outlook mm. from the report that yeah. came out. What mm. are some of the emerging issues that you can talk about at this time? Yeah. Mm. So first of all, uh, the Africa Agri Business Outlook report, which is a partnership between Agra and KPMG East Africa, mm. was launched to basically understand. What were the key issues? What were the key areas of investment? And what were the areas of support that agribusinesses needed? Because mm -hmm. many other reports tracked the policy environment by government. But you see, in business, you have government and then you have the private sector. So we wanted to really gauge and see um, what is keeping the CEOs awake? You know, mm -hmm. What are some of the key innovations that they're investing in? What are some of the key strategies they're putting in place? Uh, to ensure their business will grow, but also what are some of the key challenges that they are facing. So that was the whole objective. And, you know, with th this is the second uh, year that we are producing this report. This particular year, 10 key issues, you know, came out. When you look at all those 10 key issues, four are touching on finance. Mm -hmm. How do you develop innovative financing solutions to the agribusiness sector, you know? What are, because all of them are saying, oh, you know, we need to have blended solutions or uh, innovations to manage smallholder farmers and so on. So it, it's really how do they access finance. Four of the other recommendations talk about how can we support smallholder farmers to produce more, produce better, mm -hmm. consistently. Yes. And then one touches on climate solutions. Okay? So I think broadly, broadly, it's finance. It's business models to engage smallholder farmers to produce sustainably for the future. 
and then three is a whole area of climate smart agriculture, mm-hmm. which really means people are now conscious that we we need to produce food sustainably mm-hmm. to ensure that the future ge- generations will have access to high quality and, and nutritious food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How can we make this innovation yeah. help the financing yeah. of SMEs? Yeah. So I think you know fi- finance for me is a. Uh, it's like the it's like the other side of the coin, head or tail, mm-hmm. but same coin. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, fa- uh, first of all, at an ecosystem level, at an ecosystem level, the government needs to invest more to grow the sector. Mm-hmm. Today, we are probably investing three percent of our total national budget into agriculture, which basically means we are not putting in place infrastructure for agriculture. So the government needs to do a lot more to ensure that the agriculture sector is supported. But now, at an enterprise level, this is why I tell you it is head or tail, mm. but the same coin. Yes. You have financial institutions si- sitting here, understanding that agriculture is 30% of the, close to 50% of the total economy. Yes. But they just are not wired or structured to finance it. Because of the risks. And then you have enterprises in agriculture that are also not structured. They don't have the right management systems. They don't have the right records to be able to attract either debt or equity. So, and this is an area that needs intervention. Yeah? Where you bring these two parties together and say, guys, listen. We are looking at 40 to 50% of our total GDP. Mm-hmm. Financial institutions and uh, uh, and equity investors, can you engage the enterprises and support them to meet your standards? But on the other hand, as entrepreneur, can you structure your business? Can you put in place systems that can then respond? Because again, look, you can't sit there with an unstructured you know, business and expect a financial institution or an investor to give you money. Yes. <laughs> you, you must actually invest to make your business investable. So I think these two Partners need to come together, find a middle ground, support each other, and ensure that uh, you know we are they are able to do business together because there's a lot of money to be made. Mm. Yeah. And now moving on to the second emerging issue mm. of how we can support SMEs. Yeah. Now around Africa, mm. first of all, what is the situation of SMEs? Are we at a place where we can say we can grow, mm. or are we at a place of no return? Yeah. Where are we, first of all, in terms of mm. um, engagement with SMEs around Africa? Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of growth in the, in the SME sector. I can tell you, every other day, new SMEs are coming mm. into the agriculture sector. So there's a lot of growth. The issue is how can we sustain it? How can we make it more sustainable? How can we ensure that it's just coming in and it's not just coming in and dying but you come in you grow and you and you sustain so 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 that even newcomers are coming into a sector that they know my business will last 20 30 40 years now that for me actually means we need to provide information and knowledge to these SMEs on uh, consultants or business development service providers who can help them structure their businesses, yeah, for them to be able to run successfully and profitable businesses to be able to attract financing. But also, it's just not about accessing money. It's as a business, if you are successful, it means you're serving your sector, you're serving the smallholder farmers, you're serving the consumer, and you're generating money. 
you're generating food. You're ensuring that we are producing food in a sustainable manner. So the area of intervention that is really needed, yeah, primarily for me, is how do we support these SMEs with information and knowledge to build better businesses? Because with that, financial institutions then will respond. With that, farmers will be served. With that, consumers will be served. With that, governments will make taxes. Mm. Yeah. So you can imagine that one intervention has a ripple effect in the whole ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Very insightful there. So how do we make sure that SMEs get access mm. to markets? Yeah. That Mamamboga in mm. the village yeah. can get access into better and, and way better markets. Yeah. Mm. So you see, at, at, at the end of the day, access to market, I know people say I have no access to market, but I'm like, no, no, no. A markets exist. Mm. Yeah? Food markets exist because the 40 million or 44 million Kenyans, I think we're close to 50 million, mm. have to eat every day. Mm. Three meals in a day. So the market is there. <laughs> so the question is, <clears throat> SMEs need, need to understand, what, what is the Kenyan consumer eating? Can I be able to supply what they require? And that would then mean, can I ask my farmers to produce for me, for me to be able to feed my consumers? But also these consumer, I mean, the, uh, 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 these SMEs, once they understand their consumer market, they have to segment it. Then they have to make a decision as business meheso. What market do I really want to serve? Because I can't serve all the, all the 50 million Kenyans, okay? So I have to understand the market, segment, and then choose where I'll be able to serve them. There are the larger businesses that serve all of us, but as an SME, I have to be very smart in deciding you know, which market. But it's very critical that as an SME, you have to position yourself ready to serve that market. Otherwise, the markets exist. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's all up to you. All right. Yeah. Moving forward now, where we are going, because we are in the digital world mm-hmm. now, right now, mm-hmm. how is this business going to be changing? Yeah. Because... We, we can see markets moving into the digital platforms. Correct. And we also have the physical platforms. Yeah. yeah. So you see, obviously, in the age we now live in, which is the digital age, having transformed from the industrial age to the information age and to the digital age, digital for me is an enabler. It, it is something that makes markets efficient. It's something that makes business operations more efficient. So it, it, it basically means as an SME, you have to take advantage of digital in a couple of aspects. Number one, in your consumer engagement, yeah, how do you use the digital space to engage your current consumers but also bring on board new consumers? Number two, di- a digital can also help you manage and run your business operations. You don't need to keep your records manually. You know, I'll give you an example. My grocer today, initially when I used to buy from him, it was all manual, mm. you know? You'd walk in, you buy your, your, your fresh produce, it is weight, the writing on a piece of paper, and then you go pay. Mm-hmm. Today, they have a digital scale. Mm. So I put everything on the digital thing, it prints my receipt, I pay money. So it's, it's much more efficient. So how do you use the digital space to, uh, to make your business operation efficient? But I think most importantly for me also, they need to take advantage of the digital space, yeah? Mm-hmm. To grow, their, to grow their market, to gain more knowledge of what are the opportunities. Because digital for me is just not around systems, but also uh, you know, social media, consumer, big data analysis to really, you know, but like, do they know how, how many people live 
in their in, in their captive area that you need to go into the Kenya Bureau of Statistics. So really use the digital space to get big data that allows you to then make business decisions on how you'll be able to grow your market. Yeah. And finally, the SME market. Mm. Moving forward in mm. the coming years, by next year when you release the Africa Business Outlook, mm. where will the SME be yeah. from your side? Yeah. So, you see, these SMEs have brought out, as I say, you know, 10 key issues that we've drilled down to three. The one thing, the third issue, we, which was around climate smart solutions, is going to be more critical in the next eight years because we're now talking about food systems transformation. The world is heading towards 2030 where globally all world leaders and stakeholders made commitments that by 2030 we'll have no poverty, we'll have no hunger. There are 17 SDG goals. So the big question today is how can we continue to sustainably produce food? How do we develop food systems that will assure us of food beyond 2030. That's going to be the critical agenda. So even as we go towards uh, 2030 over the next eight years, Mm -hmm. SMEs and businesses now are beginning to understand that they need to invest in ensuring that food production is sustainable, not only for today, Mm -hmm. but for the future. And that's going to be the big agenda over the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, your parting shots? So my parting shot really is, uh, one, I I have two things that I want to say. One, agriculture is very critical. We'll continue to play a critical role as we get less and less people farming because people need to eat. My second message is we need to invest more into agriculture, both from a government perspective, from a financial institutions, but even from an investor perspective because there are good returns to be made in this particular sector. So it's it's a critical sector. Number two, it needs more investment uh, to be able to grow and contribute to GDP growth. All right, there you have it. We've been speaking to Valentine Mihesel, who is an expert in agribusiness, partnerships, and market systems from Agra. And he has been talking to us about this issue of SMEs and how we can connect each other from around Kenya and even outside the country. My name is Kelvin Yakuni. Let's meet next time, same place, AgriTalk Podcast. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.